And that shit feel good, dog, to watch you just be you. Welcome, welcome. We back. What's happening, brothers? Good, man. How you doing? Doing good, man. We keeping the vibe going with the yeah, guests. We, we got celebrities in the building. We keep them. Kev Nice, how you doing, brother? I'm fine, sir. How are you? Good, man. Welcome to uh, Tune the Fort. Yes, sir. Glad to be here. You guys have uh, extended your warranty to me, so you're welcome, sir. We've extended a warranty? A warranty to you, yeah. <laughs> A warranty for life. Transmission go out. A warranty for life. Fuck boy status. Bumper to bumper. Fuck boy status. Nah, man, we appreciate you being here, brother. You've done a your 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 uh, fingerprint has been on a lot of shit that we've done, especially like on the back side pause of just you know like doing editing stuff, man, and just taking pictures and just being present. Something that I feel. You know, before we even started, you know, getting cool and, and working together, you've always kind of like just been that force, at least from from my vantage point, looking in either on doing music and mm -hmm. DJing or, yeah. you know, photography and that yeah. sort of shit, man. So I just, you've always been an interesting cat to me. And oh, yeah. I thought that how you show up would be uh, really beneficial to, you know, kind of come and just build on in our, in our space, man. No doubt. Yeah, and, it's, and it's wild, man, because... You know, I think uh, here in, in DC, man, there's a there are different DJ party scenes, mm -hmm. right? It's really sort of eclectic in how people move around. Sometimes they interchange, but you know, you've been a, a staple and always on a scene on particular uh, niche scenes, right? So you're always in a space. Your your work, your art is always visible, and it's really documenting some of these. Um, culturally, some of these activities, man. So we know all the same people. You're a dope cat, so we welcome you to the spot. Cool. I appreciate the um, the actual acknowledgments of those things because I, I try to do everything I need to do in the best way possible. And it's, it's great when people actually sit there and actually listen and, and bring to this uh, state what I need to be without that. So I appreciate you. So, so. I told it's you it was going to be actually. It's, it's funny. Crazy. It is, dog. So, it is wow. <laughs> let me ask you a question. So I can go ahead. I know you from DJing slash music capacity, and then I also know you as this dope photographer. Which one of those would you say you fell in love with first? Oh. Without a doubt, it has to be um, DJing. Um, my mom actually gave me my first turntable, uh, only one. You know, had like a what that I had an eight track on it, and also the dial. I used to go to all the records and sit there and play some things. So from time to time out, and I was actually the designated DJ when they would have parties in the house and sit there and just like, hey, play this different song, and hey, Kevin, play this, play that. Um, she called you Kevin? Yeah, she called Before me Kevin. She, she, she was emphatic of that, because if anybody came to the door and said, um, Kevin, she was like, my son has a V in his name, 
Yeah. Until you learn how to put down shit, don't knock on my door again. Ain't nobody call you Kev Nice. Hey, Kev Nice. Kev Nice actually comes from um, my days of working up against the wall because it's actually supposed to be polar opposites. They call me Kev Nice because I wasn't nice. Uh-huh. And it just kind of grew into things. Irony. Yeah. So but you DC, said, so. Shout out to Up Against the Wall. I yo, definitely. DC. The fresh store that actually have DJs in it. Everybody else is a copy. Shout out to Al Nice. Al Nice for that. And and up just well, he ain't from here, so let's uh He ain't either. Well I spent I spent you hear his, the you hear his accent? Up, up against the wall. <laughs> up against the wall is a DC uh clothing outlet. It's one of the first stores, man, outside of New York City that carried uh urban street brands. Yep. In a way that all stores carry up down. So all of the, you know, street wear that we wear, all the off whites, all of that. Up Against the Wall was one of the first outlets that kind of that kind of had that. Do you know if they were black owned or not? Absolutely not. Yeah, it was. Um, it was <laughs> he said never. It was, uh, it Absolutely was, not black owned. It was um, Izzy and Bob. I think they were, they're both Jewish. Yeah. But um, Izzy and Bob was actually two cool individuals. I met them countless times, and when they actually stopped to actually do their Florida um, rendition of Up Against the Wall, I was supposed to go, but I couldn't. So. After that, you know, that was it. But they were, oh, Chuck, Chuck, yes, three. Chuck, Bob, and Izzy, those three guys. Yeah, and they were, and they were doing, like, when it was, like, the Bloomingdale's and the Heck Companies and these kind of, those stores, they were doing urban DJ speakers out front, summertime, you know, you get all the urban gear, all the, the bootleg printed on T-shirts, you get all that from up against the wall, like, Iceberg. Back in the day. Oh, uh, Iceberg, they, they Moschino. Had, um, their yeah, parent Moschino, company was uh, cons- um, Commander Salamanders in Georgetown. That was the parent yeah. company. I yeah. went to go. Yep. Yeah. I went to go put tags on some things there, and it was in the basement. Yeah, and they were a uh, skater. Well, they were a little bit skater or whatever, but like, Georgetown. It was like Hot Topic before Hot Topic. That's it. Yep. So when you got this, when you got this turntable with the 8-track joint in there, how old were you when you got that? Probably about 8. 8 years old. Um, like I said, had very little records except for what my mom had. Other than that, just played records over and over again, which actually ended up good for like when you start making beats, the samples and stuff that comes from those. So it's been a lot of that. So I knew where a lot of records were, where they came from, because I had them over on the desk. Um, I think probably one of my favorite memories was um, going to, at the time, Douglas Records. Nice. It was on 9th, whatever, 13th and F. It's right where um, some jewelry store is there now. But um, I was about probably 13, and it was 11.40 at night on a Friday, and he had a party. So I stayed. You know, I wasn't supposed to be out that late, but I was there. And I spent a lot of time there just hanging out. I realized like, that's all I did was buy records, try to make beats, and beatbox was the first thing. Beatboxing? Yeah, that's how I got into it. So where'd you, where were you born? I was, <laughs> I'm gonna break it out now, so here we go, I'm gonna stop. All right, so anyway, now I was born here in Providence um, Hospital, up there by Channel 4. I don't know why I thought you was a New York nigga. Well, no, I mean, I left in, in the early age. I did a lot of things, and I had to leave cities and stuff like that, so. Okay. My history is like a lot of a lot of criminal shit. Dog, should we uh, blur your face? 
Nah. Right. Almost. It's almost. It's almost to the point I can't <laughs> go back. It's funny. We left it regular now and then blurred it. Right I know, over. right? It'll be funny as <laughs> shit. Like, let's, yeah, let's do that in post. Right. And the, for, the, for the rest of the face. whole joint, his face <laughs> is blurred. <laughs> yeah, y'all should blur my face. Yeah. So, no, no I, I did a lot of things and I left. And I think I got into the uh, bootleg tape game. And that's what actually kind of took me out of the city. And then met somebody who lived up there. And then um, that didn't work out. And when you have, like, one person, you met friends through somebody else, they don't really stick around that hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, you know, once it came apart where they ain't fuck with me and I ain't had no bread, I, my job was crazy, bootleg tape game wasn't what it was. That's a, that's, that could be an ill movie by itself, though. Um, better you said than, bootleg tape. You mean uh, yeah. not mixtapes. You're talking about actually copying. That and those, both of them. Like, DOS Effects gave me a lot of money. When people couldn't say, I don't know their name, but it's that joke that go dun 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 dun. And I was like, Yeah, I got that. I, I hope when I, those stores had it. I hope that joint statue of limitations is up. Oh, it got it, it definitely do. All right, cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> continue. That's why I don't know who I am. I could <laughs> be anybody. Continue. But uh yeah, that's how it was. And then I came back to the city and I was just doing what it do. Nothing real super crazy, man. My life has just been like my life could be a movie. If it, you know, if somebody told the story, I probably would be the one to tell it the best. I was gonna do that and do it with somebody else's, like you know, just did that really happen? Like, yeah, yeah. especially me. One of the, so you a hip hop head, like you 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 a hip hop. I know you probably a music dude in general, but like mm -hmm. I like hip hop is your joint, right? I would say that's one of my top. What's your other ones? Um, honestly, disco. I said it was like anybody was make make up music, it'll probably be it'll be it'll be. Hip hop, go go, disco, and try to think one more. Soul. Okay. That'd be that'd be the ingredients in me. Sure. And so, when did you start? When did you realize you liked the idea of taking pictures and capturing moments like that? I had, and I mean this is crazy, but I had an old Samsung phone, and it was one of the Galaxy, maybe the S one. I told you how long ago it was. Right. And it was like. But you know, it was like a real, you know, if you move too fast, the camera would give you that New York undercover slow motion effect. <laughs> <laughs> and then so like I started taking some pictures and then like I just like cool, but it's like everybody would ask me, like, why am I taking a picture like on this table right here? I would take a picture of probably like maybe the red light on the um podcaster. But why take a picture of the red light? Why take a picture of your shoe, just that particular shoe right there with this off? And it will always get like, why you why do you do it that way? Right. And it's like, but I never really had like a real camera. And then so once I started to do stuff like that, I think um, when I went to San Francisco and I had that same camera, I don't know if everybody's like this, but I was walking down the block. I was married at the time and we would, I was taking pictures and like say I was about to get this picture and like seven people was behind me. I would take the picture, lean down, do this. And I look back and all the seven people had stopped. They waited for me to take the picture. When I got it, they said, did you get it? They let me look at it. Okay, that's great, great, great. And I was somewhere else, part of San Francisco, did the same thing. Four people stopped. Let me get the picture. And I said, is this a thing? Did they let it, did it, is this what they do? So I fell in love with the city like that first day, but that just said, okay, now I'm gonna take it seriously. But again, you know, as I probably told you guys once before, support level wasn't heavy at that time. So like if I wanted to do something, it was, it kind of like shunned me because I hang around some other photographer friends of mine, and they, you know, they're females. Basically, when I go to stop a picture, they like they chill, you know, they're good. But it was that time when I would take a picture when I was with my ex. It's like, can you hurry up? Can you come on? What are you doing? That's stupid. 
And it was like always that same kind of feed. So even sometimes now, if I'm with certain people and I take a picture, I kind of get that fear. Of like, you know, like, are you going to say something? But they, they told like, I'm not that person. And we're in the same business. So right, I right. get it. You know what I mean? And plus that one picture you take, and if you start doing stock photos or somebody says, I like that, let me get that for blah, blah, blah. That one five second could be another job, could be something else. It's because you saw it in a certain way. Yeah. yeah, probably like around that time. That's like that's probably heavy. Like probably like oh eight, oh eight after that. So after like the first, second, and third like um, Galaxy one. Once I got an iPhone, and I had that in my pocket, man, that was that was crazy. I mean, I just could do whatever I wanted to do. Yeah. But I had that in the DSLR. So, and even now, like you'll use both, right? Like you got like some moment can uh, lenses and shit for the. Yeah. Yeah, you. Yeah, shout out to Moment, man. They're, they're a good company. Though. The people that work there, nice. But I mean, they got some other stuff that dedicated just to like iPhoneography and everything. And they said, I just like this. It's all about how you use what you use it. I mean, some people shun it, but I like I said, I've seen a series of f- feature films shot on it. Yeah. A couple mm-hmm. of fr- friends I know, they sold their um, cameras and all they got now was iPhones. Um, so, I mean, I'm not embarrassed for it, but it always amazed me when somebody says, oh, you did that with your phone? I'm like, I didn't want to go behind the scenes when we talk what we just did. I'm like, yo, but if you see the picture and right. then you see the idiot, you're like, for real? He did that yeah. with that? Yeah. No modifications. Yeah. I didn't even think I had the lens in my pocket when we did it, but it's like I never took it out. And now they opened up the ProRes shit for some of the video stuff. And, you know, like they, you can tell that they got an idea on where that joint going to go or yeah. where it can go. Yeah. But like the prosumer or whatever the case. Yeah, I'm waiting to yeah. see what the next one come out to do. But I mean, it's like, you know, I'm just like, look, if when I had a cheesy Samsung phone and it was calls, it was that, okay, great. That worked out. But at the time, that's what the technology was. When the third one came out, it did the same thing. But by the time I moved to a different type of technology, it was, it was cool. It doesn't really matter. I mean, it didn't matter how you took it. In the end, somebody, somebody had it in their hand. It was like, oh, this, this is dope. So right. It didn't really matter. A but. contrast that I that I see between what you're saying is when you started, you don't know what something is when it's all you know. Like to so to a degree, that's just what the fuck it is. So like mm-hmm. even when you were talking about getting that turntable for the first time, right, with the eight track built into the joint, like <laughs> that's everything, right. And the desire that we have in us to like create or to learn more about it or to express ourselves through it. The desire has to come first because you could have the illest, dopest, newest shit and mm-hmm. not have the desire or the creative ability right. to make that shit do what it do. Right. And you got the eight track slash <laughs> motherfucking record player, you gotta have our and, and you kept going. it going. And yeah. you got this Samsung because like most people will get that motherfucking Samsung, bro, and just be like, that shit looks whack. Right. Under no circumstances am I taking a picture with right. that. Right. But I, so I feel like you take shit. Sorry to cut you off. No, and you just um, you got an idea about it, man, and you just keep you just stick with it. Yeah. Until you make it like something that you fuck with heavy, heavy. Yeah. And that grows across a lot of pursuits, man. As if you just start, and you like you said, you have the idea and the vision and a passion to to start it then everything else will, will come, man. You'll, cre- you'll still create with whatever you have in front of you. I mean, some painters that paint with, you know, 
chalk they found in the street or whatever it is. I mean, not painters, but artists, you know, visual artists. Mm-hmm. So you got to start somewhere. Everybody got to start somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I've always had this, uh, never really had the uh, stuff to get. You know what I mean? I'm like saying I was poor, but I was poor. Right. You know, the thing is, you know, I remember having like Lee jeans and had to buy them like super big because you wanted baggy. But Lee's wasn't making baggy fit jeans, so you had to make it what you wanted. Right. So every time I had a piece of equipment, it's like I always had to just make it what you want. You know, when I wanted the keyboard, they had this thing at a thing called McCory's. It's an old drugstore back in the day. But it was like a harmonica, but with a keyboard pad. So basically, if I wanted to play keyboards, you had to blow into like a harmonica, but press the keys like a keyboard. I remember joints. You just had to do that. And it's like once I had my money saved up, another old store, Luskins, back in the day. Um, basically went there with my change, playing hooky, boom. Got my keyboard, my first keyboard, but I saved up for that time. What high school did you go to here? Uh, when I went to high school, I went to Spangarn. You familiar it with stops. that joint? Yep. It's closed no, down. It's, it's no office. longer, yeah. It's Both over of by, them. Uh, you know where, you know, Rock and Roll Hotel? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If you keep on down A Street, you pass by that, that, that mall over there. You keep straight, golf course. Yeah, right, right behind there. it. Yeah, but like it's, uh, I think it's the trolley station now. So I think all the schools in the hill, maybe except for probably Brown or Charles Young ain't there. But McKinley's I haven't been over there. years. I mean, that's when I went. I used to jump out the window, play hooky a lot. Hooky mm-hmm. a lot, a lot. Were you, did you, were you a creative cat in high school? Um, only thing that came from that part was just beatboxing. That was my introduction to like, uh, I ain't gonna say introduction to hip hop, but that's how I got into it. Because I couldn't make beats, I didn't have anything to make beats with. So I could just, just beatbox and do it. And I got with a crew. All my friends was from, from New York back in the day, except for the people that you know, I knew around here. And when any, any hip-hop shit was all New York guys. And so they was like, yo, so when you see this cat that was you know, born here, but he had the flavor, and he could, I could beatbox. So I was in it. Win competitions. You know, they had this new guy, the new, new cat came from New York. Yo, you ain't messing with my man. I bet they was called me Psycho. You ain't messing with my man Psycho. Psycho got you, Psycho got you. And it's like, we stand out front, big ass circle, cypher, my man going in. I did one, then I did this, uh, this go-go breakdown. You know, you know, back, you know the, the little memes when, they had to, when the guys go, oh, it was, it was that for real. And just crushed them. But we had a mutual respect after that. But you know, it was like, yeah, that's, that's all it was. And then DJing was always side by side, but I still, you can't really do much with one turntable. Like, now you could do it with one turntable, but you know, that's all it was. And it was just so much fun, man, going to the shows at GW, staying up mad late so you can get on a, um, you get on like a, what's the name of Jones, the open mics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Henry's was heavy. Yep. By that time, that was the early 90s, I was, I was making beats heavy and rhyming hard, so that was different. But it was still like, it wasn't that much here. You know, there was a few artists that was popping off, but. Um, yeah, yeah. shout out to Mr. Henry's, man. That was yeah. one of the first. Cause you know they were a jazz club, very famous jazz club. All of the, like back in the seventies and the eighties, all the famous Smokey Robinsons, all of them used to fall through Mr. Henry. What was the and spot? They were the first ones to open up to have open mics for hip hop. Yeah, so I love, uh, no Roosevelt. Roosevelt was a dude, black dude, bald head. So yep. it's a, yeah. First one. I mean, they were like, for later on, like after the. You know, the, the riots on U Street and the Bohemian Caverns and that whole era. Mm-hmm. Going into the 80s, uh, they were some of the only still doing jazz, still doing mm. 
and some of the famous dudes used to fall through there. And they, like I said, they were the first ones to open up to open mic hip hop stuff. I gotta figure out the spot because I know Donnie Hathaway, I think, discovered Roberta Flack at some spot here in DC or something like that. It was was Mr. Henry's? He had two spots. He had one in, there was one on Capitol Hill and had one in Alice Morgan. Mm And she did a lot of uh, shit. What's the one in Georgetown? Blues Alley. Yeah. Too. Interesting. I get a history lesson a day too, man. Yeah, man. So that's a lot of a um, lot of spots, man. A lot of people. A lot of people that you know don't they don't get the props they need to get for that. Yep. Would you um would you say you spend most of your time now doing photography or music? Mm, that's tough. Um, I just started a thing called Music Mondays. Okay. Because um, I have to, um, I have to do those things. I have a piece of equipment that I'm sad to say I've only messed with for a little bit. Sad. Because it's like right before the pandemic hit, one of my guys showed me how to work it. And then, all right, cool. I took it home. Man, <laughs> I haven't really touched it. And I'm sad because I saved up money to, pick, to get it. Was it like a beat machine or something? Yeah, it's a machine. It's a machine. I was I was so pressed to get that joint. I wanted it for the colors and everything. It's like, but I was like, I played with it a couple times, made a couple of beats, called him. He didn't pick up the phone. I think, and I did the the dreaded thing with turn it off without saving, mm-hmm. so like I couldn't save the beat, but then it popped back up. But um, music Mondays, that's now turntables. I'm trying to start a uh, a show. It's a thirty minute show. I'm trying to start a network. Okay. Different uh things to come out with, but um. But yeah, DJing, practicing more, making beats, doing more beat stuff. As far as like um, showcases, I did a couple of showcases in the past. But but um, where do you do the Music Mondays thing? What I'm doing? Where do you do it? Oh well, you guys. I mean, I start now. It's like I go home and I make a beat every Monday. I do. Oh, it's for you personally. Yeah. Okay. 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 But it's going to start. That's going to start everything out from that side too. So it's going to be more. uh, I'm gonna do all the beats I do. That's original beats for myself and other producers. I'm gonna have a show that just plays original beats. Nice. Whether I mix them in, whatever. Um, and then it's just just practicing. Every Monday is this. Tuesdays is this. Wednesdays is this. Yeah. You know, so just so I can be on. Are you familiar with a, a dude named Ryan Lucas? Um, vaguely. So I'll, I'll forward you his joint. He does a thing called uh, Beats and Brunch on Sundays. Right. One a day, right? Huh? It's one today. Yeah. yeah. And he does it around like he he just moved back um from Los Angeles. But he's uh he's like a producer or a rapper and some other stuff. But yeah. he basically on every Sunday and he's been doing this shit religiously, man, for a long time. Yep. He'll play his beats and just do like a set like on uh Instagram Live. I'll send yep. it to you. See and every now and then I, I drop in and check the brother out. Shout out. To Ryan, yeah, yeah, um, he's a DC dude. He's man. a DC dude, wow. and, uh, and he do some he do some real dope shit. Yep. See, that's what we just talk about. Like you know, like there's so many producers, singers that come out from the city that may not get the rep, or maybe you don't really want to brag and say you're from. I always say the Four Corners. You know, if you say Maryland or you say Virginia, that's not technically DC, but the urban side of it, the the grungy, that you know, that part of it, not like the the you know, flashy part. You know, it's it's kind of weird, but I love it when somebody say, let's say northeast, southeast, northwest. Yeah, that's yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah. I, that's how you know, no. Yeah, yeah. So let me 
let me give you a view of you from my perspective, if that's cool. Uh, hey, listen. Just. I'm, I'm going to sit back on this one here. Yeah, dog. <laughs> so when I have seen you, now, I probably have seen you, like, just, just casually out, I would say, for maybe, like, I don't know, seven years, ten years or something? It's been a... It's been a minute. It's been a long time. Yeah. And you've always been... I've always gotten good energy from you. You've always been, like, a stand-up dude, strong handshake, look a motherfucker in his eye. What's up, brother? Nice to meet you. Always good energy. Never really... Ain't never heard you speak ill of nobody. Stay out of the way. You mind your motherfucking business, and <laughs> and, and and I've all and, and you always working. Not just business, your motherfucking business. Right. And you That's and you different. always working, man. And and I've never heard anybody speak negatively of you. And we know a lot of the same people. Not just surface know, but like if you was a shady motherfucker, these are the people who would be like, oh, that motherfucker shady, you know, just because because mm-hmm. because I, I have that kind of relationship. With them, but it's always been like high production level, high integrity type of cat, and and I've gotten that feeling from you just in seeing you move. But I, but I, but I feel like you a real like laid back, reserved guy. That uh, I'll just stop there. Am I accurate in what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I was interested to see where you was going to go with it. You're pretty much on point. Okay. You know, I, I, I respect that part. Well, I'm glad that you and other people in our circle see me the same way. As I'm like, there's no real blinders to what I do or who I am. I mean, if you sat around me long enough, there's no drinking involved, whatever. We just talk. You might, oh, I didn't know that. You might, oh, you did that. Oh, this happened to you, whatever. And you might say, wow, we, we kind of got the same kind of thing. Or I didn't think that, damn, that happened to you and you still act the same way. It's like, you know, how did you go to that? So it's like, it'd be one of those. I mean, some of the people that's close, like we know Reggie and Mo, the way from Regmo Promo, um, they saved my life a couple of times. And at the end of the day, it's like, mm. you know, so they know some things about me in certain situations that most people don't know. And the same thing about other people. Like this, this whole right here, you know, come across as like, if you don't know me, or if you do, you might say, well, I didn't know that part of him, or whatever. Um, you know, I think I'm silly too. You know, I'm, I got a kind of weird sense of humor, but at the same time, shit is funny sometimes. Yeah. In the last few days, shit has been real funny. But it's like, you know, I just got to walk away with that page of knowledge in my book and say, okay, great, that chapter's over. Well, that, that page is over. Let's move to the next one. So I'm glad to be seen in a good light from anybody, despite what I feel about myself. That. So that, mean, that means a lot. And what do you feel about yourself? I think I'm a bit of an asshole. And okay. I think that um, it's funny that we, you know, what we were talking about earlier. Um, <laughs> I'm a bit of an asshole. And, um, and just the fact that, I mean... I, don't, I know I'm super hard on myself, like followers. I believe I should be a certain place, you know, especially how old I am now, that I want to be in a spot where it's me that's determining all these things and not, like, living with people, stuff like that. Um, nothing, there's nothing wrong with that, though, because family came to my rescue a few years ago, so that's no problem. 
But you still got to have your own. Still got to feel that way. But for me, I just feel like I'm super hard on myself. I don't feel like I need, I'm where I'm supposed to be. Um, it's just uh, I'm sad sometimes. You know, like far was like, I like, I'll laugh at stuff, you know, because I know like if I don't laugh, I'm going to be fucked up. Yeah. And it's like, and I always, I mean, not to say that, but I always think about Robin Williams when I, when I get that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I be like, I say, yo, he was a funny dude, but he went out that way. And I'm like, yeah. and it's like, yo, but he was funny. And it's like, you know, I know a lot of people that's that, that felt that same way that was going to make that trip. And I almost made that trip too. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, I remember me and a, a close friend of mine was having uh, a suicide misattempt laugh. Like we was like, yo, oh, y'all were talking about when y'all failed, yeah. and y'all la- and y'all were laughing about it. Bust out laughing at It's like it was like woke up talking about what's what is it? Said woke up and said, damn, I can't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I said, man, but I said it's that moment. And, but that person that we had that conversation with is mad close, and that person saved my life in the beginning. And it's funny, it was like they know people that I'm. And I'm getting off a topic, but um, no, no, you you ain't. They know people that. I know that knew know me since I was a little kid, firstly. And I said, damn. I said, if you did all this for me when I was like 23 years old, I could imagine what you would have done for me if I was like 11. Right, right. I said, you right. probably would have, I probably would have been the one that everybody would have called. They need money, place to stay. Could have been like, yo, this dude ain't had nothing. And this is where he is now. That's not like how my son sees me a little bit. Like, dad comes from this. And he went through this. But he got this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I, I like that. I like that. So, I mean, like I said, again, hearing the fact that you and other people in our circle circle think of me and see me in that way versus what they know and what they don't know about me yeah. is super cool. Because, like, to say if something happened and y'all be like, yo, Kev is mad cool, but Kev had problems in the inside nobody really know. I wish he would have came right. to me and talked to me. Maybe we could have cleared something up. Right. You know? And sometimes what I think, bro, at least for me in looking at people, like I don't have to necessarily know the details of a motherfucker's life. Mm. I can just connect with like somebody's pain and like love. And it's weird, bro, because the motherfuckers I feel who are in the most pain are also the most loving motherfucking people. And And it's hard it's hard to regulate or like the 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 flap that cuts one off and opens up the other. I don't know if what I'm saying is making sense or not, but it's like, how do you like? Cause we, when you open, you open on mm. both sides, and it's hard to manage it. Right. And so when I like sometimes when I, and I don't know which one it is. Sometimes when I'm connecting with somebody else. I just got to talk to them a little bit more and connect with them a little bit more because for those kind of people, they're so used to judging what they do and Mm -hmm. the feelings associated behind that, 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 that are generated from what they do Mm -hmm. that I've got to remind myself to not do the same thing for them or towards them because it's something that I do with myself. You know what I'm saying too? Mm. So, you said something, bro, that I can't just pass up if it's okay. Okay. You tried to do something to yourself? Yeah. It's like I was, it was probably going to be multiple times after the first time. Um, not necessarily just a lot of pills, but mostly just um, 
it was liquor and pills. And um, I don't know how it came out to be. I don't know how I walked out of the situation. But it was like a time, you know, in my life where marriage was tough, other things was happening, didn't feel like the same way. Um, and just basically just went in and just whatever I, whatever I had that was actually potent enough to do the job. And I've always had, I had liquor at the time in the house. I just drank that, some beer, different liquors. And was sleep for a long ass time. And it's like, um, I think I had missed work or something like that. And it's like, uh, but nobody really, I think the, the other part of it is that it was just so like whatever that nobody checked on me. And it was like, um, I woke up, it's like a phone call or some shit like that. Mad drug, you know, mad dizzy, you get to yeah, the bathroom, yeah, yeah. something like that. So I threw up and I sat back and I realized what I had done. I thought I was, I thought I was dead. I thought I was dead, and I was like, you know, just looking at myself, I thought, okay, this is what it is, you know? But I wasn't, you know, because I pinched myself and I could feel it, and I was like, all right, well, you fucked up. But let's see how bad you fucked up. You know, did you fuck up some stuff in your body? You know, had little complications here and there, but it was real short, short-lived. And I think that's when it's like, because when me and the other person talked about it, we was like, yo, hey, it's kind of like somebody, hey, you did that, yo, oh my God, for real, yo. It's like for real, it was just it was a probably the darkest comedy part of it, right? Because it's like yeah, but then, okay, nothing was really really wrong. Um, I think my my throat was fucked up for a while, um, but yeah, you know. Then I thought about I thought about hanging myself, and I thought about jumping in front of a truck. The irony of the hanging stuff was, <laughs> it's like and like I said, I'm, I'm laughing at the whole thing, but it's like. I said, oh shit, what if I break a beam and the motherfucking house has a problem? Now the house is leaning, so now I'm not here. I can't fix it, can't pay for it. I right, fuck it. And it was like, jump in front of a truck. I said, what if that truck driver was coming home from a long ass shift? He thinking about getting home from his family. He crashed the car. Some shit fucked him. Now you fucked up his family. So I said, okay, I'm being sensitive to what might happen. Because, but it's like, it's been numerous parts of my life where I felt that way. Mm -hmm. um, but that's why it's so good to know. I mean, it seems funny. Like, I'm not saying I'm feeding off of it, but it happens at the time when I need it. That's the best way to say it. When somebody says something, like, that's dope. Mm. I fuck with you, Kev. Or the random calls that you might get. Yo, I was thinking about you, son. You all right? You good? Yeah. And then it's like, or oh, whatever. And it's from, it's from random people. Not random people. People that have been in my life for a while. Or just, you it's know. It's random man. acts. The acts yeah, seem random. Saying. And I'm good with the math, though. Like, I sit here and say, like, I'll be talking, and you know how, like, the dings go off on your phone, you get a message? I'll say something, and, that, and it'll go off. And I'm like, I'm, I listen to everything around me. Like, I might get in the, ready, in the system in the car and say, all right, I'm going to play five songs. I go one, two, three, four, five. And then whatever it's saying, like, boom, it comes up, and I'll be like, yo, you can't, you can't do that. And it's funny because we're here because you posted something mm. on Instagram. Mm. Yep. And I was watching you walk, bro. Walk around on your Instagram live. I was moved by that dog, like on some real shit. And that's why I called you hmm. that day. You wasn't doing nothing wrong. You were just being you. Like, 
And that shit felt good, dog, to watch you just be you right. and embrace that shit and not be concerned. Be concerned with yeah, what motherfuckers. Because yeah, you heard me say it. I'm yeah. Because like, I, I had a, my phone on a tripod. And yeah. Like this down and down the street like this. So, yeah. you know. And you were and, and, and you were giving you were owning all the parts of it mm. and how you were feeling about those parts and being okay with whatever way you felt about it. And I, and I think it might've been like a 10 minute live or something. It was, it was a pretty long joint. And yeah. I was sitting there and I was watching and you was walking down and talking about going to get a coffee and you were talking about your butters and laces and people was logging in. And dude, I don't know if you had done that before, but it was the first time I had seen it and it felt, it felt right. It mm. felt like you were connected to something mm. that you needed. And in my way, I wanted to let you know, bro, that I saw you mm. and that I felt it and I respected it. And that's what led us to this call, to this, to this joint. Because I knew that we were eventually going to do it anyway at some point in time. Right. It was just that was the time right. that, you- that triggered it. What were you feeling in that in that when you were doing it? Um, I love Georgetown for some strange reason. Um, I don't know if anybody had anything to do with being down there, or whatever, because they know it used to be an affluent African American part of the city. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't know not to be, know that history, but um, I love the Exorcist stairs. Yeah. Um, when I found that they were here, and just when I go there, I can create. I've shot several different like um, shoots over there. Um, and I just said that I wanted to do something called uh, called layers, and I was going to talk about each part of my life that makes uh, make me up. But I was going to just talk about narrating. So I was over there shooting that. And plus, I love inclement weather. I'm just that guy. Sunny days are like secondary. It's like that's the falseness of it. Right. It's really cloudy, but you just kind of make it that way. That's just the way I see it right now. But um, yeah, so I'm over there. It's a good day. It's kind of chilly. Um, I got everything there. And there's a fear about going through that because people doing using the stairs as um, exercise. So I got to sit there and they go up and I'm talking, got the mic on. They don't know what I'm doing, but I had right. to have that fear. It's like, you know what? Fuck it. If you want to get it done, right. you're going to have to go over here and get it and do it like this. What everybody else is thinking, fuck what they think and keep it moving. Um, so yeah, doing that. And I just felt great. I felt great that day. I said, okay, I had some bread in my pocket. I could get a coffee to go do it. Right. You're cool. And I think the other part that made it so funny is that, you know, every time I was saying I was going to get off, somebody else would log in. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, that's, that's like the, I never had people, because no, I don't think people find me interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, what's the number fear about doing this? But I say, you know, it is what it is, man. Right. But it's like, people's coming on, I'm like, oh, shit. I said, every time I log out, I tell you, all right, guys, see you. And then somebody pop up. And I was like, felt good. I had five people. I was, I was loving the five people that was there. So I was yeah. like, you know, it's cool. That's, and that's, and, that's, that's and how I, many we got? That's, yeah, yeah. And so I, I felt that you felt good, dog, and that shit resonated. And whatever that is, mm. please, as a, as a, as, as a, as an observer and a participant of trying to, of who you are and all that kind of shit, an appreciator of it, it felt good, dog, and it helps me helped slash helps me to keep moving. Wow. Because mm-hmm. one of the things that 
I want to remind you of, because I think you know it, is we all going through the same shit. Yep. Literally, bro. Yep. Nigga might have more money in his pocket. The keys to his car might look different. Right. But in terms of the stories that we telling ourselves, bro, in terms yep. of the motherfucking obstacles we trying to overcome. Yep. Women issues. Yep. Insecurities. Wow. Fears. Yep. All of that shit, my nigga, is Facts. 100% exactly the same. Facts. And we're trying to build a life that includes a community of people yeah. that we can help remind that, remind right. them of, and that who can help remind us of the same shit, bro. Right. And, right. and sometimes just by raising your hand mm -hmm. and saying, hey... I'm feeling good today. Mm. Right. You remind somebody else that they can feel good today too. Yeah. And it might just be one motherfucker, yeah. but that one person is clicking they five songs and you're that fifth song for another person, yep. bro. Yeah. And, and, and that, is more important than we will ever know. So we don't get to give up because the universe needs us to be that fifth song yep. for that person. Yep. But and we got to show up to just be that fifth joint. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And we all go through and, and hide the shit the same and exist in spaces where we got to walk around with these smiles, but we, sh you know, we really hurting on the inside. And, and again, dog, it, you can't get no plan. Even a motherfucker who made that fifth song that you listened to, right? He had to go through even <laughs> creating that fifth song. You know what I'm saying? I bet to Somebody be available to, to even be an option. It was a fifth song for him too. It was a motherfucker who he hit, who who inspired him, who he was in a weird space, and he had to power through or work through whatever he went through to get to make that song to get to create that thing. So that's a perfect analogy, bro. You were somebody's fifth song, so that's dope. And, and you matter, man. And we all do. Yeah. And 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 we spend so much motherfucking time. Yeah. Going through the narrative of something completely motherfucking opposite, bro. Yep. And and it's um and one of the things that has helped us in our motherfucking in our we talk so often, dog, about how much our lives have changed. Just setting up these goddamn lights, bro, mm. and talking. Yep. When you came that yep. one time and, and and filmed us while we were recording and taking shots and shit, and I think yeah. we were talking about like just being um, dads and, and yeah. parents and shit like that, man, yeah. and feeling like we fucking up and getting yeah. it right. Like, we yeah. need this shit, bro. Yep. We can't just wake up and be better. Yeah. Like, there's work that yeah. is required of us as men to show up to be the fifth song and yeah. to be, you know, whatever we need to be for ourselves. Because in the past of us just doing this, like this was one of the slightest motherfuckers I know. <laughs> I love him to death. I was one of the slightest, I am one of the slightest people mm -hmm. he know. But like right. looking at the other motherfucker and be like, yo man, you slight as a motherfucker, I love you bro, but we got work to do. Yeah. And mm -hmm. be like, okay, yeah, I got yeah. you bro. And yeah. then dragging each other down the motherfucking 
path yep. of being better yep. and holding each other motherfucking up. Yeah. And yeah. But and, never giving up. Yep. And also, dog, that dog, that fifth song is so classic, bro, because sometimes, sometimes you find that fifth song, sometimes you gotta be that fifth song, bro. And that's the hardest mm. work, bro. When you gotta get up and put your two feet on the ground yeah. and be that fifth song. Because there is no fifth song sometimes. Sometimes you looking for the shit from somewhere else. Sometimes you got to make it from within, man. And that's hard as shit. But again, sometimes I hear this motherfucker's voice in my head, Pauls, saying that we got to get this shit done. And then mm. and it pushes me to be like, okay, I need to I need to be my motherfucking fifth song, dog. Hey, listen, like, look, I mean, when you guys started this or when I first heard of it, you know, basically, it's like you got a platform that a lot of people have things they want to say, but most time they don't mean really, they make it relevant for how can I say? They make it relevant for them to be bigger than what they are. So, in this essence, and I kind of claim this show as well as like EYL, yeah, earn your leisure, financial literacy, go on that side. We're okay, great. But in order to get to that part, you got to actually have your mind right. Yeah. So your show, when you guys are doing this, when you come up with the concept and say, hey, we got to do this, whatever, from the first setup, from whatever situation it was now to now, yeah. and even bigger, you guys have helped people watch and learn about themselves, learn about other people, and also get somebody to come on here and say, okay, great. If you want to be the hardest guy in the street, but basically, okay, great. Now, what do you, what do you, really, what do you really like? And then now you get somebody to come out and say, okay, great. Like, I'm sitting here, my left eye's getting a little hot. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm like, yo. Because I mean, you know, because I'm just saying, like, you come and you talking to me like, I'm a guy who basically doesn't get as many compliments as he need be. I right. got to make up my own stuff. Yeah. But like I was joking earlier, I said, they used to say two things. They say, God and the devil's voice and yours sound the same. Mm -hmm. So you got to pretty much got to like, determine which one. Sometimes I might lean on this shoulder all the time yeah. and think it's not, they like, you need to come over here, bro. Yeah. But it sounds the same way. So to try to dig through all that fogginess and turn the lights on in a part of my mind where, okay, we've been trying to tell you this for a while. Here come you two. And it's like, okay, great. So whatever insight I watch while watching the whole show or jumping in between different ones. But when I jump in that one, I might jump into episode 20 20 minutes in and hear the answer that I've been looking for. Mm. In my head, I never said the question. Yeah. It just come out. So dog, this whole thing is is wonderful. Dog, you hearing the answer while we hearing it, because we hear it when we say it. We dog, we are <laughs> in that same position, dog, hearing the fuckery in our brain, dog. Mm. And we don't sometimes come out of that shit until we have a conversation. Yep. Sometimes we have off-camera conversations. We don't prepare none of this shit. Sometimes that shit comes in the conversation, bro. So you hear it when we discover, which is wild. The key to all of this shit, bro, is we're not alone. Facts. Mm. And we matter. Facts. Clean. And I have to be a certain kind of person so that I can show up for the people in my life who depend on me. And motherfuckers are dependent on me who don't even know they're dependent on me. 
Yep. So a lot of times we're mattering to people who don't even know we matter. Right. Mm. But that doesn't exclude us from the responsibility of having to show up because we got to show up. And the thing that I fuck with heavy about you, bro, and I don't know where it comes from, <laughs> you show up. Yeah. No matter how you feeling, mm. you're there. Right. Whatever story you telling yourself, you got to go to that motherfucking bar crawl. You got to go to that motherfucking gig. You're there, bro. That ain't, and, and, and that's a big part of life, dog. Showing up is a big motherfucking part. Yep. Because nobody really knows what you're going through yeah. to show up. Yep. And most times when we're looking at another motherfucker who showed up, yeah. we're judging how easy it is for them to show up based on superficial shit, like right, right. what they driving or what they wearing mm -hmm. or, right. or, you know, how they look and all that old kind of shit. Like, cause sometimes I feel, I struggle with feeling like I'm not being seen. And one of the reasons why I don't feel like I'm seen is because of how I feel about me in some cases or how I feel like I communicate. I don't feel like I speak clear in some motherfucking instances. I feel like mm -hmm. I speak too abstractly and shit. Me and him talk about that. So it's like, damn, I got all these motherfucking ideas and thoughts in my head and they make me feel alone right. because I don't feel like I can share them with a bunch of people. So I walk around this motherfucker feeling hella isolated. Right. And I got to look over at this nigga and he be like, you tripping dog. And then we'll talk about some shit, but elevating the, the, the thoughts and the feelings to share them, to shed light on them. Because yep. that shit in the dark, bro, mm. yeah. mold, exactly. fungus, right? That's it, dog. that shit grows in the dark. Yep. It don't grow in the light, man. Yep. And, and them thoughts that we have, because I can't just say you, you you're, you're sharing something very personal and intimate that um, I thank you for, dog. Sure. And I appreciate. Yep. But... We've all thought this shit. Mm -hmm. Maybe not have gone to it to the degree. You could do suicide by cop. You could do a lot of wild shit, right? Yeah. Um, the thing is, is that you're just not seeing yourself. Right. And, and dog, you're, you're not alone in none of that shit. Because a lot of times, I'll, for me, dog, destructive behavior, it might not be the, all. Oh, I'm going to take a pill or I'm going to do this or I'm going to drink. But that destructive behavior, dog, you think that that's, that's the end game. You want to disappear and you mm -hmm. want to you wanna destroy every fucking thing around you, dog, through this behavior. So it's all related and, dog, it's all everything you say that you felt, what you say you just felt, I felt the same way, bro. So it's you're, you're not alone, but that, that voice that tells you that you're isolated, that you, you know, that you're by yourself in this shit or that you're not seen or heard any of that shit. That shit is like you said, dog, once you bring that shit to light, right. it changes the, the, for me, just saying it a lot of time changes the complexity of it, changes what it looks like and what it sounds, hearing it changes what it sounds like and what it actually means. But that's dog, that's fucking, that's showing up. You know what I'm saying? Now tell me if I'm wrong, bro, but, I feel like your messaging and what you're creating is more about you now and what I've been saying in a, in a more direct way. 
Recently, yeah, you're right. Yeah. 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 Well, where did that come from? Yeah. That shift. I saw a couple of videos where they actually had like the words that would pop up, the captions on the on the screen. And it's difficult to do in some other applications, but some of the applications, one in particular that I have, makes it easy to do. But I was like, you know, I had a thought one night, and I think the very first one was something like, it's maybe like one in one twenty in the morning. So I since I had it, I threw it on the bed and I just said the first thing I had said what I was thinking about. Hope I didn't sound stupid. So I, like I said, we're just gonna go ahead and do it. And I was like, I watched the words come back up, and I said, you know what? I said, um, I don't know if this is going to help nobody. I didn't do it for that. I did it just for the fact of saying I wanted to get this off my chest. Right. And then, okay, if anybody feels the same way, it's cool. But I also wanted to end it out with just do that shit. You know, because it's like so many times when people like, I have ideas and I don't do things, or somebody tells me. I, I spent a lot of people telling me that I couldn't do shit. That's all my life. That's how my whole thing was. Mm -hmm. in, all, in all the increments, music, whatever, whatever, doesn't matter. There was somebody prominent that said I couldn't do, but there's some people that said I could, but I had to believe it to still do it. Right. So all that came from was just me saying, you know what, if I could sell myself a message without the clutter of what I already know about me, mm -hmm. here you go. And that's what it was. And so I mean, talk about what, it, what, 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 the, what the end result was, what we talk about. Oh, the end result was basically, I, I said something more about um, what you're doing right now is something that you want to do. Mm -hmm. So basically, it's like, you know, if you're up at 1 o'clock in the morning and you're writing a book, you're doing whatever, you're editing some pictures, it's something you really want to do. Right. And it was more so like, yeah, um, you got to get into it. You got to keep it You got to keep it moving, do what you have to. Right. And so, it's like, what I would say, like, if I'm up and I'm not doing something I want, you know, it was more so like, um, you know, why are you giving it just your time? Right. You know? Right. And I mean, it, it just... Right. It seemed it seemed a little bit decent for it to go through. I didn't. I can't say I gave like super thought to it, but right. the only thing I can really say if I could tell myself something that's positive, I, the million things that come through my head during the day. Right. What what could I say? What uh what was the medium that you used for it? Oh, the medium. Oh, yeah. I use um my phone and I used uh it's this, it's an app called uh, Mojo, but I use Instagram. Okay, you just put it on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, you I know, mean, have you ever thought about uh? Instagram is so like temporary, man. Yeah, I, man. I would like to be able to start to start to be able to 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 have access to these things, you know, all the time. Yeah, and something to look back on because, you know, it could be a thing like this. We measure, you know, some of these. We measure, you know, where we've come and where you know how it ebbs and flows of it. Mm -hmm. And it'd be cool for you to be able to say, okay, this is where I started and then this is this is what I can refer back to and this is, you know what I'm saying? Then you yeah. could share it as a law, you know, <clears throat> as a playlist of sorts, you know. Well, that kind of, it plays off of two things. It's not, I'm not going to say use this promotion-wise, but right. I, I have a thing about telling ideas that I have before I do them. Okay. And it ends up being, well, if you don't do them, the person that you told them to, like, we well, ain't do that yet. But also as a boomerang reflection to myself, it's like, yo, um, I'm not gonna do it with since the, the tape, like far as alive. Like, so you're so 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 you're saying that mm -hmm. 
you have a thing where you don't say what you're going to do. Oh, no, I say it. You say it, but and then you don't I, do it. I may, I may or not end up doing it. Okay, okay. So it okay. kind of, it hits me in the face where, I, like, I'm telling you, but as a, um, what do you call that? Account, uh, accountability? Yeah, right. Like, right. you would say, okay, Kev, you do that idea yet. Yeah. But you may not, you may not think about doing that, but now the boomerang reflection is, I said it, so Kevin, I right. might say it to myself. Right, put it in the ether, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, the project layers is one. And then another project I was going to have uh, was called the Creative Block. Well, talk about layers. Layers um, was going to dig into, I was watching, I think I was watching a clip on, Sh on Shrek, and he said, Onions like has layers. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I said, okay, great. You make up of a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. And some things influence you different. But if you really want to know something about me, let's peel back the layers about what it is. Right. So if you say music, how'd you get into music? What's the story about it? And I found some old VHS clips that I digitized. And I could just show it and talk about it in words and maybe me narrating over it. Then it goes into the clip I want to show. Right. Then it, at the end, it says layers. But in the beginning, they say, what is it about? Like my music career, how that started. What was the very first thing I saw that made me to do, that wanted to be a musician and play music at all? What was the very first thing? Right. Then it's like, and love is probably going to be the most complicated one mm -hmm. and probably the most painful one for me to do. Mm -hmm. um, family, uh, photography, videography, friends, money, mm -hmm. um, life in general. Why is love the most difficult? I fucked up a lot, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, I did a lot of things. I was telling you guys recently. I mean, it's look, I guess for me, it's just that I was selfish. I didn't necessarily have a playbook. I didn't have a friend that was a real, real true friend that was married that I could go and say, hey, do this, don't do this, whatever. I was that guy. So I was the playbook. And when you fuck up, you fuck up. There's nobody ready to come behind you. But it's, it's really messed up when you fuck up and you work your way back and then it all just falls to shit years later. And you just say, what the hell? I could have just lived on this and been done. You know, I used to laugh like when I look at pictures and see people get married. I say, they still doing that? Because I'm like I said, it's like it's not meant to be that way sometimes. But I love the people that I know, and they're still there. That shit, oh, that shit gives me hope. You know what I mean? But it's yeah. like I know I realize that the love part of it is, I was saying this today, because I was talking to a certain person that was talking about the situation that happened last night, which I thought was odd, because I'm talking with the person that had the other side of the situation, telling her what was going on in the situation, but I'm telling her, like, why am I complaining about somebody else and you are the other party? Yeah. That shit was super ill. But the person was really like, you know, let me, tell me what's going on. But I said, I don't know what rap song it is. I mean, I'm probably get smacked in the face for not knowing. But I know the joint said, um, but if you want to deal with the world, you got to love yourself. And once you learn to love yourself, you can love everybody else. Chuck, the song. Chuck said it. Benny said it on the one-on-one. -on -one. That's yeah. what that's when I when I heard it and I was and it came on that time, I was like, man. I said, I probably heard this a million times. But this time right now, I said that joint was crazy. And I was like, so it's like I said, the fact that love makes it difficult, because sometimes I don't love me. Mm. And it's like I can't love nobody else, yo. I can't give you the way that you want because I don't really that. And if I stay on that principle, man, it'll be probably the rawest things to say to not have a relationship. Like, why can't I have a girlfriend? Why can't I have a fiance? Why can't I get married again? Because evidently some part of me don't love me mm -hmm. or don't love what I do. And it just conflicts.
And a part of finding the right person is you getting comfortable with being able to communicate that. I think a large part of the shit, because let me take a step back, bro. I don't think there's anything wrong with that per se, because we're all in a transition period and evolving from one state to another. Mm -hmm. The challenge comes in when we feel like we can't communicate that shit to somebody else because that's a tough thing to do. It's a gang of motherfuckers walking around here saying they love themselves and none of their behaviors reflect it. Mm-hmm. None of they, no, nothing does. Yep. And, and meeting the right person and being honest about who you are and then giving them permission to be honest about who they are creates the elements of a healthy relationship. The two people don't necessarily, no matter how fucked up you are, there is health in knowing how unhealthy you are. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. so, and that's the first step to the process of quote unquote healing. So, yeah. um, don't, don't beat yourself up about the idea that you're struggling with these things. I think that's a process and a journey for everybody because we're starting to learn more about ourselves as we go through that. And then we find other shit to love. We find other shit be like, okay, I think I want to do this a little bit different. I think I want to do that a little bit different. But you know, that fact that we ain't got it all together and nigga, by the way, this ain't an age specific thing. Right. You you could be 70, 44 and motherfuckers, (laughs) 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 you know, but, but, um, I think the love thing is a hard, and I wasn't asking that because I think that's a difficult, I think that's a easy, I think it's a hard one for everybody if they're honest about it. But yep. that's the one that most motherfuckers feel, feel like they got all of this shit together. What I like about what you said is that you're taking responsibility for that, which is something, because most motherfuckers are talking about finding the right person. You basically saying, nah, I gotta, there's some shit I gotta motherfucker knock out about how I enter into that space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's difficult. And I mean, like I said, man, thank you for saying Like I said, when, when, you, when you came up with the idea for me coming on and whatever led it to this particular spot, as you said earlier, it's just for me all week. It's like, I'm like, okay, what are they going to ask me? You know what I'm saying? But I said, whatever they asked me, I said, look, this is it. You know what I mean? Yeah, this, this, it ain't no, ain't no front. So it's like, if you really want to know or it's going to make a difference for, to myself or somebody else, I said, look, this is what it is. Yeah. What what do you, what do you what do you think somebody doesn't know about you? Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. Is know. Is there something you would like somebody to know? Like if a motherfucker could take one thing about Kev Nice, Domingo Vasquez. <laughs> <laughs> From Brixton's by way of yeah. DC, Baltimore, and New York. Hey, yo, don't do no Baltimore. <laughs> my bad. My bad. <laughs> we ain't doing that to you. Anyway, I'm talking. But now, nah, um, I'll probably just say, like, look, man, he was, um, he's a pretty weird dude that's nice. You know, he has his ways. Kevin is his own. Domingo is his own person. Domingo. Domingo. I mean, why do we got so many names? I, I said I was going to change my name officially to that. 
What is that about? <laughs> um, my favorite day of the week is Sunday. And for some strange reason, I was drawn to that. That day I was actually born on, 7.30 on a Sunday. Uh, 7.30 in the book, of course, you know me, it's crazy. So I said, oh, yeah, that's perfect. And it was like, so then I was like, well, the Vasquez part comes in because a light and dark thing in one side of my family, so there's Dominican. So they don't really, they ain't say nothing for a long ass time. So basically it was like because they just hated that part. And I just said, you know what? That's why I've been trying to learn Spanish all my life and been felt, and like I said, I just thought it was just something to do. I wanted to, but that's when it comes in. So Sunday is Domingo in Spanish. Um, and the Vasquez part that said, if I could just separate these two entities and be my new creation of me, this is where it would be. It's like, you know, you go to, you might go to a different city and somebody calls you a different part of the city and they call you a different nickname. Right. So, you know, it's like, okay, but this nickname would be officially the paper name. So it's a whole nother identity. So if you, if you could change your name to, if tomorrow you woke up and you were Domingo uh, Vasquez, you gotta say the quiz, don't you? Got, you can't say Vasquez. You gotta, you gotta be nigga with the quiz. Uh, how do you think you would move differently than you were when you was cat? I think it'll be it'll be more of a straight like what you see right now would pretty much be your first impression of me. Right. So if I had if I came across as like um, not flawed, flawed because you're a human. But you're right. not really showing it. It's kind of like when you say the person show up, but you don't really know what it took them to get there. It'll right. be that impression. So you wouldn't have anything. Every time it would be, it'll be the first page as you meet me. Mm-hmm. So if I come off as, that's what you know. There's right. no history. But why and can't you come off like that now? I think now it's different because who, who knows me? And who knows me in the way they do? I think every day it's a different situation that I could come off in that. But... So you're saying that you would sh- show up different based on what other people know you or don't know you as. Yeah, it'd be a, right? it'd be a pr- blank But page. how would you move differently I can't from say the I would, inside out? I won't think I'd probably move any differently, but I, more so, let me say, I'd be a little bit more secure with me. I'd be and like, what does that I'm, look like from, your, from day to day? Like, if, let's, say, yeah. let's say you woke up tomorrow, right? right you right. Domingo. Right. And you, let's say the bar crawl was... Hold that. Get, pull that thing up. Pull it up. Yeah, the, the, the yeah. So it don't. Yeah, okay. Right. And there. you woke up, and the bar crawl, crawl was was, and you woke up Saturday. And you was Domingo, and that was the bar crawl. Mm. You go into these spaces, right? Minus the the fuckery that happened. That's, I don't. <laughs> right. Um, you go into these spaces where people know you. Mm. How would you show up differently as Domingo than you would as Kevin? Probably a little bit less. More. Less what they think about you or what they know you as. Any right. of that? How would you? Is it, how would you show up different? A little bit more broader, a little bit more louder. Okay. I think it'll just be a little bit more uh, upfront, fearless, ah. a little bit. Okay. Um, will you kick the door in like? Nah. Would you knock the buildings yeah. down like Snoop in uh, I, I, New I, York? I, right, exactly. I, exactly. I, 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 answer, I answer creator like this. I don't, I don't think you've ever done it. I don't know if you guys done it, but I'll say there's a little, there's a substance that's in this world uh-huh. that I had one liberty of taking part of. Okay. And that was probably the best I felt in life. Is it white? Yes. How did it make you feel? Like Fearless, how he's, yeah. Broad. Okay. 
secure, right, and just courageous. Do it. Yeah, but but not like like stupid dumb. Yeah, I think it's I think it's I if I'm this way, it kind of the way I always wanted to be. Right, that's how I was. Yeah, and, okay. it, and for like a whole two days. So it's how you saw yourself, mm-hmm. how you would want to be outside, but because of whatever, you kind of reduce yourself. But in this particular instance, as Domingo, you can fully be who you are. Yeah. But so I am aware of the experience <laughs> from based on what somebody told me. Exactly. <laughs> and what I was told is that that is an inflated insecurity. It's not exactly even who you are as much as it is of who your projected insecure self would prefer to be. Interesting. That's perfect. As a, every time, as a picture that I took at, because it's like one part of it, there's a picture I took sitting at a pool and all you see is my feet and the pool is in front of me. But every time I see that, I said, when I took it, I said, I'm never going to forget this feeling ever. And it's like, I didn't have like any underwear. I mean, I had any um, swim trunks to go swimming. You was naked? Nah, nah. It was oh. two dudes standing right there. Like, uh, Casper was there. <laughs> and one other dude. Shout and out to Casper, man. Yeah. yeah. Like, Casper, I had dude. no swim trunks, but I wanted to go. At that time, I wanted to go in the pool. Right. I had on drawers, jumped in the thing. Then I, then I sat up there with my, with my pants over top of me, letting my drawers dry. Now, now I was you, doing- you sure... <laughs> See, and it's other funny shit. Like, you ever seen those movies, like, people go into these spaces mm-hmm. with that kind of idea, and they think they're one thing, but they show the reality of it, and <laughs> yeah. it's completely something. It's a complete shit show. So, and that, and that, so that's kind of what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It, because you never feel that way. You understand, bro, why people get addicted to that shit. Right. Because yeah. it does make you feel a certain way about yourself that you have never felt in any other situation. Right. But it's not real. Right. That's the point. Yeah. Right. It, it's a... Yeah. It's, um, it's, create, it's still creative. Because the person I know who did it, <laughs> did it a lot. So... <laughs> the person... So... It, hey, look, I, had, I, I said to myself, I said, look, you know, you get tax money. Um, if anybody had, I probably would... So let's give me a little shot glass full. And I need that. Just a little, give me a thimble. And I said, because it's like, mm-hmm. but I mean, other side, the irony though is it's really kind of weird because all I wanted to do was create shit. That's all I wanted to do was work. Like I was, I was walking. I said, I'm walking in a gated community in Miami with a camera at 6.45 in the morning. I said, okay, great. But all I wanted to do was take pictures. All I wanted to do was capture. I said, all I wanted to do was work. You been walking around all But night. hold on for a second. Yeah. What do you think that is? I don't know. What the dude told me it was, (laughs) it removes that voice in your head of fear, bro. And that is the barrier. It, it, It removes the fuck it button. And so in life is, we spend a lot of time thinking about what other motherfuckers are thinking about us. Mm -hmm. So that's that's heavy. The the idea that all you wanted to do was work, that's a part of you that's always there that you get in the way of at times. You can get out of the way. You don't need the shit to get out of the way. 
it's just easier for it to get out of the way because it's like a lot of us want actions, bro. But we, and we I say this a lot. My dad told me this. Mm. Most people want an action, but what they need is a process. Mm. And a lot of times in life, what we need to get to that, not to change your name, but to change your perspective. Mm. So you can you could change your name all goddamn day long, but if you got a care of perspective, mm. even if your name is Domingo, you still gonna be Kev. So a part mm. of a part of getting to that stage is Kev getting cool with Kev. Mm. So Kev can be whatever the fuck. So Kev can be who Kev is. Because mm. who he is is that nigga too. He's Domingo. He's whatever the Spanish. Name is of, of 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 Monday, Tuesday, all that shit. Lunes, like he Lunes, Vasquez. <laughs> <laughs> He's but yeah. but Kev yeah. is Kev. Alejandro. We don't. Alejandro. Sometimes Alejandro. Kev don't like Kev, bro. Mm. And it's a lot easier for Kev to change his name than it is for Kev to change his perception of Kev. Let you me tell what? you something, dog. Right when, there, when. That's that's when the, that's when the, the Bing should come in right now. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Wow. You know Message. what, man? I, exactly. I, uh, I get it, bro. Because sometimes, like, I get that feeling, like, when I'm, like, when I'm DJing, right? And you're in, there's a pocket that you get in. I don't know. If, y'all probably been here. And, <laughs> and, and, and uh, it's a room full of people, no matter, you know, a large room full of people. And they're all vibing with you. And you get all this energy and love and you're feeling like you're moving in a way that you can't miss. Mm -hmm. Right. And you're and and you're existing in what you what makes you the most sort of centered in yourself. Right. And everybody is, you know, everybody and you're not and you're really doing you're expressing yourself and everybody's receptive of it Mm -hmm. and loving it. Right. Yeah that voice is gone because you're fully living out what you're not second guessing what you're going to play. You can't miss, dog. You're not second guessing what you just played. You're not second guessing anything that's happening because you are in this space. In the zone. And you're in a zone, right? It's, you know, it can last from anywhere from 10 minutes to, you know, three hours, right? But you're right. And then once that's done, and you live off of that euphoria for a while yeah. too. You walk out of the club feeling, feeling away. But then at some point you go back to being yeah. whoever you were. But there, that fucking button. I mean, that voice is gone. But it ain't take a, a name change or a substance to do it. It happened because you, either you turned it off or you. You're receiving, I don't know what it is. I have my best DJ sets when I literally say, fuck it. Yeah, Mm. yeah. When I'm literally saying, I'm getting ready, and most of the time when I'm saying, fuck it, it's come from, I was just having like a shitty day. I just got into it somewhere with something like that, and you was like, oh, you'll fuck with what was going on right there. I'm getting ready to do this in this way. Right, And then the next thing you know, it's like that a beautiful mind shit. You start seeing... You start seeing songs go together that you exactly. never saw go together. Mm-hmm. But you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. That does go with that. Right. I'm right. throwing that motherfucker in right now. Right. And right. when you and, and, and you imagine what it's going to be like for them to hear it for the first time. Right. And that gets you excited. Right. Like, right. 
And it start it all just starts to fucking feed off of itself. And the next thing you know, yep. I'm having a great time. Exactly. And what do you imagine how they respond? They respond ten times yep. better. And, and so the question is this. Mm. Was it is it them that you're feeding off of, or is it them that's feeding off of you? That's clean. Because I am of the belief that they're feeding off of you. That is clean. So you are you are that you're Domingo. But again, you're because you've decided to be Domingo. You didn't need anything else other than your decision to turn that other voice off or ignore it or whatever happens or however you do it. But there's a there's a, a subconscious decision that happens, mm-hmm. right? That you are you are an elevated thought of yourself. You are more than what you normally think you are. Bro. There's a piece of this too, and I know we. It took me a long time to stop judging myself, That's and true. I'm still learning. Yep. To remind myself of that. Yep. Whatever, however the fuck you are showing up, bro, in life, is enough. Yep. It, it's it's the it's the voices that we're telling ourselves in contrast to other people and other things. Yep. That's not the game. Yeah. The game is being aware and then judging yourself to who you were yesterday. Yep. Even the stumbles. Even, even the, the stumbles. And even how you embrace shit. the whole motherfucking spectrum, bro. Yep. The whole, when you fail, my nigga, yeah. what happened yesterday mm-hmm. was supposed to happen yep. exactly that way. Yep. Don't beat yourself up about how that shit went. Yeah. That's, it was supposed to go that way. Yep. You human. Yep. We fuck up, yep. but we're not fuck ups. That's right. There's a difference between the two. Yep. And yep. we equate fucking up yep. with being fuck ups. Yep. And we'll focus on the being fuck up. Yep. Nigga, we can fuck up on a Monday yeah. in 2018 right. and be still <laughs> calling ourselves fuck ups yeah. five yeah. years later. Yep. True. Yeah. Living, we existing in that same space. As if it happened the same day. That's right. And and so we've got to get better, bro, of giving ourselves grace. Yep. If you watch this shit enough, we talking about grace, we talking about forgiveness, we yep. talking about acceptance. Yep. We talking about all of this shit. Yep. More so for ourselves. Because yep. we are up here, dog, yep. just as much as you, and we yep. are beating the Dog shit out of ourselves. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And that shit. Yeah. Is not. Yeah. They're 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 more loving ways, I yeah. should say, more constructive ways of talking to ourselves. Yeah. Even as we even as we get, even as we move through the what we what we feel like are our fuck ups, as our stumbles. Even as we move through those, dog, um, you can be accepting of the fact that you fucked up and great and give yourself grace and give yourself forgiveness, but still hold yourself accountable mm. that I'm going to get up tomorrow and yeah. I'm going to do shit a little bit different. Right. I'm, I might fuck up tomorrow. I don't know. You know, whatever. But the next day I'm going to I'm going to try it again, dog, and exist in a space that gives you the. The room to 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 
to forgive yourself, bro, and the room to get up and stand up and brush yourself off and say, I'm going to try this shit again today. You know what I'm saying? Tomorrow. And that's... But still hold yourself accountable. I can't yeah. do that shit no more. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got to do this shit different and show up different. How you feel, bro? I feel good, man. Like I said, again... Um, ask myself these questions in my head and get the answers from a place that basically I wasn't thinking to get the answers from. Fifth how song. And how I got them. Fifth song, man. Yeah, this is the fifth song. Do you need anything? I don't think... Nah. I mean, right now, just a little... That... Last part is peace in my head. Just right now. Just, just that that's what I need. Yeah. Yeah, it marinates. And please, man, think of us as a piece of your tribe, man. Yep. And 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 give us an opportunity, man, to show up. You're doing a lot for a lot of people. And a lot of times we block our blessings because we get in our heads so much. Mm. And there's a there's a there's an endless amount of love and support and encouragement that exists that we sometimes keep ourselves disconnected from because we're in our head. And, and um, the idea, bro, that you are getting in these mental loops for so long that it causes you to want to hurt yourself, um, I get it and I understand and I would be an asshole if I would just say stop. I know it's not that simple, bro. Yeah. Yep. But I can raise my hand, bro, and tell you that, like, as a man, you are loved, you are needed, man, and you matter, and and that and that and that you do have a resource in me and this funny-looking motherfucker here, and right. so don't ever, to the to the extent that you're capable of, man, feel like like you really going at this shit alone, bro, yeah. because um we uh. It's a it's a it's a journey. It's not a destination. I don't think you ever reach a point to where you're not thinking about some of this shit. I think you just get better at managing it and then developing and acquiring the tools to keep to to, to manage along the way. But you know, the, the the objective for me is never to just make this shit go away. It's like fear in a way. Like I don't want fear to go away. It's right. useful. Right. I want to know how to manage it. Yep. You know, I don't want to live a life without fear. Nigga, I'll be fucking around and jumping off of walls and shit. <laughs> and you know, that that ain't but but I do want to be able to understand to manage it and uh and help people do that in their life, bro. Totally makes sense. Yep. Yep. All clean, dog. Shit was heavy, my nigga. Yeah. Good though. But it was good. And and, and I good. mean heavy like in a we we've had some guest dog and some of the conversations just haven't been as as real and raw. I didn't expect yep. anything different from you, but it was just uh. Nah, I thought it was gonna be like a 
I say some wild shit. Luckily, I didn't say too much wild shit, though. It was, it was a, and I had those moments when I was like, damn, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> like, man, yeah, I'm just saying, V, that's why I said I don't ever get in front of the camera. It's not my thing. And that's why you picked up on that part. Like, it's like I'm kind of in the camera because you hear my voice, you see it, but you don't see me. Right. You know, but it's like it's still those little pieces I put out there is for a reason. Yeah. It's like, you know, yeah, but it, it is, it's, a, it's a lot more of that. Coming. And you're focusing on you, dog, which I think is a good thing. Yep. And it's something that I'm... So this layers thing, that's about you. Yep. Like there's a there's a story that you want to get out. There yep. are pieces of you that you want to share. Mm-hmm. And it resonates. When I shared your words, that's one of the highest likes that I got out of any of them motherfucking um it's crazy. stories that I post, bro. It's crazy. The thing that you posted with those, you matter, do that shit, do that shit. I sent you a message right after seeing it and said, I'm stealing that. <laughs> and then and then and then posted it on the stories. Yeah. And that motherfucker had one of the highest um out of anything I've ever done on it. So mm. you know you're doing the right thing, and this is what I'm saying with us with this shit. We not looking for high numbers, dog. Yeah. Cause this shit ain't entertaining, my nigga. Like this is going some people look at this shit and want to turn off, like these niggas are sad. These niggas, where the hoes at? <laughs> Like, you, you know, like, ain't nobody twerking. You know, these know. niggas ain't talking about who the best that's, rapper. That's crazy, right. man. Yeah. But, but this is this is what this is our culture now, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. but we're 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 clear on what our objective is, understanding that numbers ain't gonna be what they are. And I think that if you if you stay consistent mm-hmm. and true to like what you want to get out, man, and just yep. keep getting that out, yep. motherfuckers like me will propagate it. We'll move it. We'll share it. We'll, but. But it was meant to me, as far as I'm concerned, it was meant for me. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to share because I thought it meant something. I thought it would mean something for somebody else. Yeah. For mm. sure. So I appreciate you, man. Yes, like, sir. and I'm glad you gave us an opportunity to show you that we appreciate you, man. Sure. Just by being here. Like, it mean it means a lot to us, dog. Yeah, I just I'm glad it happened on a Sunday too. So that's a good thing. Yeah, Domingo. Domingo. Yeah, Domingo Lunes. Domingo Night. Javier, Domingo, Javier. Wow. Square. A whole, whole man. It would probably be Machato. Machato. This guy. What is Machato? I don't, I don't know. know. Oh, shit. <laughs> I know it's I don't a mean something. It means something. Where can people it. find you, man? For what what do you what do you do? How do people how can people get connected to you and see your work and everything? I think the best the best source is pretty much my website. Um, that's uh, creative with a K, 71.com. Um, that has the links to like Instagram. Instagram gets like the, the fresh idea right then and there. The website gets update again every Sunday and new stuff just comes out. So the things that we've, the things I've seen you work on and that you worked on for us, editing, videography, photography, mm. you can do um, commercials, you can do graphic work, you can do lighting, setting up for like shoots and all of that kind of stuff, I'm man. Work, you, I'm working on voiceovers. That's, that's what I think probably is going to take it to the next thing. Okay. Yeah. So you can, you, you a rooter to the tutor, Scooter? Sort of, kind of. Oh. Yeah. I mean, we, said, we said a lot of pause moments, though, bro. Yeah, we, we, Sorry, though. we had a lot. <laughs> But these always do. Yeah, you should go through them and like ding. Right. Each one. Put a pause up there. On <laughs> so um, 
Follow the brother. We'll make sure we put um, put links to like his joints on there, man. Um, thank you, man, for the opportunity to highlight you, man. Yep. And uh, yep. We here, bro. Yeah. Always, bro. I see. Much right. love to you. Yep. All right, brother. Peace. Peace. Peace.